It's time for the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email back to the book broadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Walland, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org. And now the broadcast. Please take your Bibles, turn to the book of Romans, chapter number 11 today. We're going to deal with some practical lessons here. And like I said, I'm not I'm not hitting everything by any means. I may need to even cover a little more ground later on. But for the purposes of this week, um, we've kind of stated what we need to say, say ahead of time. And the biggest thing that we need to understand is that when we're looking at that word election and the, and the things of election... We're not dealing with individuals. We're dealing with nations or Jews versus Gentiles. God chose the Jews for the seed line, the promised seed of the Messiah, to come from. But we find out through the whole book of Romans and even these chapters that just because they were a Jew did not get them to heaven. We were not dealing with salvation at all in that passage. We were dealing with how God chose to work in some previous dispensations, choosing the Jews over the rest of the world. And then he chose some nations, specifically Egypt, and Pharaoh is one that is mentioned, to show his wrath against. Now, that does not mean that Egyptians could not be saved, because if you'll remember, there were those Egyptians that chose to become proselytes to Israel, and they were the mixed multitude that went up with them. They kind of merged themselves with Israel. So we're not dealing with this thing of uh, salvation whatsoever. We are dealing rather with how God worked in the nation of Israel, selecting them, and then, of course, bringing them to the place where the Messiah would be born through them. So we cannot hold to one bit of the replacement theology because we know, according to the Word of God, God will still bring Israel back. We're getting to enjoy spiritual privileges of Abraham by being grafted in. But in no way do we steal the physical promises of God given to the physical seed of Israel. One day and very soon, I believe, we'll reach the fullness of the Gentiles as we see in the end of chapter number 11. Um, And then at that point, at the end of the tribulation, God's going to turn back to the Jews and the whole nation, according to verse 26, will be saved. Let's go ahead and read in chapter number 11, starting in verse number 13. I'll read this passage really quickly. And then we'll move on from there. The Bible says, For I speak to you Gentiles, inasmuch as I'm, I am the apostle of the Gentiles, I magnify my office. If by any means I may provoke to emulation them which are my flesh, that I might save some of them. For if the casting away of them be the reconciling of the world, what shall the receiving of them be but life from the dead? For if the first fruit be holy, the lump is also holy, and if the root be holy, so are the branches. And if some of the branches, being broken off, and thou being a wild olive tree, speaking of us Gentiles, were grafted in among them, and with them partakest of the root and fatness of the olive tree, which of course is Christ, boast not against the branches, but if thou boast, thou bearest not the root, but the root thee. Thou wilt say then, the branches were broken off, that I might be grafted in. Well, because of unbelief they were broken off. And thou standest by faith. Be not high-minded, 
but fear. For if God spared not the natural branches, take heed lest he also spare not thee. Behold therefore the goodness and severity of God on them which fell severity, but toward thee goodness, if thou continue in his goodness, otherwise thou also shall be cut off. Now we're not dealing with salvation here. We're just dealing with us getting to inherit some of these promises and the blessings of God that Israel, for the moment, is missing out on. One day God will be done. God will take the church home with him in the rapture and God will graph Israel back in. But I think it's very possible for a person or a church as a whole to be put on the shelf in the same way and for the same reasons that Israel was put on the shelf so many years ago. Let's continue reading and then we'll, we'll get there. And they also, if they abide not still in unbelief, shall be grafted in, for God is able to graft them in again, speaking of the Jews. For if thou wert cut out of the olive tree, which is wild by nature, and wert grafted contrary to nature into a good olive tree, how much more shall these, which be the natural branches, be grafted into their own olive tree? For I would not, brethren, that ye should be ignorant of this mystery, lest ye should be wise in your own conceits, that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in. And so all Israel shall be saved. As it is written, there shall come out of Zion the deliverer, and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. I'm just going to stop reading right there. So this passage, again, is one that people somehow misunderstand. And it's pretty clear, honestly, when you begin to read it. I don't know how they can get, get so far off and left left field. He's basically saying, yes, you've been grafted in. You're getting to partake of Christ right now, but you start boasting about it like that. I can set you to the side just like I set them and graft them back in. They were grafted out. They were cut off because of unbelief. They wouldn't believe in the Messiah. Now, if they were to believe in their Messiah, whether it's an individual or the nation as a whole, they would be received back again. We're not dealing... For them, belief in the Messiah, yes, it's salvation. But I want to look at some things, how we can avoid being put on the shelf, I guess we could say. I want us to understand that we are in the last time. The Bible says that again and again and again and again. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 and 2. In 2 Timothy chapter 3. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. In 1 John chapter 2. In Jude, verses 18 and 19. They all give us the same thing. We're in the last time. I don't think it's going to... What I'm trying to get at is I don't think it's going to be very long until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in and God turns back to Israel. We're already seeing Him turn back. We could go into the book of Revelation, the first church there. Revelation in chapter 2, we find the problem was they had left the first love. And there is a warning there that God can set individual churches on the shelf. God's message to them was to repent. Another church, in verses 14 through 16, we see false doctrine has crept into the church. God's message to them was to repent. 
In verses 20 through 22, we find another church and false doctrine of a Jezebel there, and God's message to them was to repent. In Revelation chapter 3, verse 14 and 19, we find the Laodicean church, which also, by the way, represents our church age, so to speak. And we find a church eaten up with materialism that's become lukewarm to anything of God. God's message to her is to repent. And this is what we see right before Revelation chapter 4, which is a picture of the rapture of the church. I think we're right on the brink of Christ's return. He's fixing to come back. He's fixing to turn back again to the Jews. But I want to use some application from these three chapters. Because the same things that caused Israel to stumble or fall or be set aside, a church or an individual can follow those same steps. There is a warning that I read here. He says, Take heed lest he also spare not thee. And so these things that we're going to speak about, I believe are dangers to the church and to ourselves. And as we go through them, I think you may recognize some of them. And so my challenge really is for us to avoid the same things that took Israel down. What caused them to miss out on the blessings of God? What caused them to miss out on the truths of the Word of God that God fully intended for them to be partaking of? Problem number one. Their tradition trumped the truth. Look with me in verse number 31 of chapter number 9. Actually, let me back up just one verse to verse 30. What shall we say then? That the Gentiles which followed not after righteousness have attained to righteousness, even the righteousness which is of faith. But Israel which followed after the law of righteousness hath not attained the law of righteousness. Wherefore? Because they sought it not by faith, but as it were by the works of the law. For they stumbled at that stumbling stone. Now again, Romans chapter 9, we're dealing with the selection of Israel. God had chosen them for the Messiah to come through. Yet when it came time for the gospel, the gospel is there and the righteousness is there by grace, they totally missed it. When Christ showed up in Israel, they were so consumed with their own traditions, rules, and regulations, that they were constantly finding themselves opposed to truth. Colossians in chapter number 2. Let me read that to you really quickly. Colossians chapter 2 and verse number 8. There's a warning in the Word of God. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. After the tradition of men after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. We're living in a day where tradition seems to be what determines truth. People don't want to hear what the Bible has to say. All that they're concerned about, or all that they're concerned with, is what their family has said, and they're concerned that they stay true to their family belief, or whatever is politically correct. 
they keep themselves in sync with the world's traditions, and it causes them to trip all over truth. This is the very reason why we see churches today, at least self-proclaimed churches, allowing murder of innocent babies, abortion. They don't do anything about it. They put, have put their approval on sodomy. They've put their approval on alcohol. They've put their approval on shacking up. They've basically decided to tolerate or justify any and every sin so long as you keep on putting money in their pocket. Somewhere in that church's history, somewhere, the final authority of the Word of God became trumped by a mama or papa or whatever was the common tradition of the day. This still happens today. And it's a real danger. So I just want to ask you, and again, this is just application. This is what caused the Jews to miss the truths of their coming Messiah because they could not see past the tradition. Tradition to them was more important. What they had been taught to believe was more important than what they could actually study for themselves in the Word of God. I want to ask you, why do you stand where you stand? Is it because you've studied the Word of God and found it to be true, or is it just because you've been told it's right? My question is, what are you following? If you only believe what you believe because of mama and daddy, then the truth could be unseated real quick by the first person to lay out something that seems better. Either you're going to be anchored in the Word of God, or you will become prey and carried about with every wind of doctrine. My question to you today, or really warning, is make sure in your life that tradition or whatever you've been taught is not trumping the Word of God in your life. Because that's the one, first thing that took Israel down. That was the first step into real problems when it came to truth. You've been listening to the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email broadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Wallen, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwallen.org.